Hey, hey, so you know how I am all about your success, right? And when I say success, I'm not just talking about you making money. I'm talking about you finding your place in this world so that you make the money, but also make the impact and find fulfillment. So I created an amazing tool that I think will be so valuable to you on your success journey. It's called the zone of success. It's a simple three question exercise, but it will help you uncover your gifts, your talents, and help you position yourself for your success so that you can understand what you carry, how you can bring value and grow in your different spaces you operate in, and then position that for your success. Does that sound like something you're interested in? Then check out the zone of success. There's a link in the description box. Check it out and let me know how it goes. All the best in your success. And now to today's episode. Hello and welcome to On Your Lane. This is the best place for you if you're an ambitious person who wants to live a significant life. That means you want to make income, but you also want to make impact. So on this channel, we talk about everything that helps you become a better person. You live a spiritually powerful life, a financially powerful life. Just live the way God designed you to be. Rings a bell, then stick around. Today we're going to talk about the strategy for 2022. This is really my strategy for 2022. I love having a plan. I love knowing where I'm going. It sort of like keeps you grounded in a world that can really be disrupted and lots of things can be going on. So before a year starts or really after the year starts, I like to take a break to analyze the year before and then look forward and say, how am I going to live intentionally? This sounds really nice, right? <laughs> it sounds really nice, but I was not always like that. I used to just, you know, just have resolutions like I want to make more money. I want to buy a car. I want to do this, like a couple of things that I want to do for the year. And at the end of that year, I would not achieve those things and I'll do it again the other year. And so coming to a place where I've realized, you know what, I don't like this whole feeling of not achieving the things I want. Because eventually you get tired and you're like, you know what, do I really need to set goals? Maybe I just go with the flow. And the flow never takes you where you want to go. The flow takes you wherever. So that's why I love these strategy sessions. I have learned that when you take time out to be quiet with yourself to pray, to meditate, to think things through. You'll be surprised with the answers that are already within you. You'll be surprised with the guidance you receive from God himself on what you should do, what you should stop doing. And I look back on my life and I see the person I used to be and the person I am now, not perfection, but the progress has changed when I started being intentional about the things I wanted to achieve, my weaknesses and how I wanted to grow, who I wanted to connect with. And that's what the strategy for 2022 is about. And that's what I'll be sharing in this episode. I don't know if you're like me. Most times for me, when I have something to do, I like to get up and get doing. Right? It's like, I want to lose weight. So I'll get up and start running. Or I'll get up and try to make a healthy meal and try to make adjustments. But I have also learned over time that every transformation, every progress has to start from within. Right? So you have to sit down and say, what am I doing? How am I going to do it? How often am I going to be working out if I want to work out? So like we like to do the doing because it feels like, yes, I'm making progress. I've started doing something. If you don't stop and then have that internal discussion with yourself, then you will have no sustenance because when you start something, you have motivation, you have excitement. But then after that, what do you have? You have to have that clear direction. You have to have that clear purpose that drives you. 
So this leads to the first point, a life of prayer. That is my first strategy for 2022. And for a person who loves action, it's kind of challenging to think, okay, how is that a strategy? It's just your spiritual life and everything. But I truly believe everything is spiritual. Like I said, what keeps people going when they could quit? I was talking with my friend the other day and she was telling me about her sister's business and how it was tough and everything. And I'm like, I relate to the toughness, but I don't want her to give up. Then I was texting with another friend and she was like, I want to quit. I'm tired of the business she's running. And I'm like, what keeps people pushing when there is no hope? What keeps people pushing when they're doing the right things, but they don't see the results they want? It is that spiritual power. It is spending time in prayer, in quietness, connecting with God. It is really powerful. It will keep you moving. And so I like this quote that I heard, which is just epic. It says, when I have a busy day, I have to pray for about four hours. Does that make sense? You know, when you have a busy day, you're like, I have to pray for 10 minutes. But this person, I think it was it Martin Luther King, was it C.S. Lewis? I don't know. But someone really, really remarkable said that. What they were trying to say is, when you spend more time in prayer, you spend less time in the activity. Like you have a knowing, you have depth, you have direction, you know? So if you know where you're going, if you have that conviction and confidence, you will not spend too much time touching this, touching that. You will not be like beat down by rejection. You will be able to bounce back and move forward. So for me, that's a challenge. It's a call to quietness. It's a call to less hassle and more grace. It's a call to less comparison because it's easy in this life with so much information around so much of people's lives on social and everything it's so easy to be like caught up and say oh they're doing that that's so cool i want to do that too or i can do that for me and then you can easily lose direction or easily become discontented and frustrated with your own life so for me strategy number one a life of prayer a life of separation and that means i will intentionally put god first I will intentionally invest in prayer. When I feel that rush to act, when I feel that panic, like I need to get things happening. Oh my goodness, I need to see results. Instead of acting from that place of desperation, I will act from a place of prayer. And I'm so excited about that. It's challenging as well because I'm like, oh, it's like, okay, God help me desire to pray because my personality, I don't know about you, doesn't really settle down easily. So it's something I will have to, to cultivate where I'll be like, I'll be in this place for just two hours. I'll be in this place quietly because I have so much to do. I'll be in this place for two hours just to get centered, to hear God and to know where I'm going with this thing. And that connects to my other point, which is a life of grace. I need to live a life of grace. I'm a person of faith. I believe in Jesus Christ and therefore I have to live differently. Jesus said before I leave, I'm living with peace. The peace I give you, the world can't give you. And I look at my life, I'm like, where is the peace that say that I'm supposed to actually demonstrate? You know? So the peace that is like there's a storm around you and you have a peace, an inner peace. That for me is grace. It's when you are aware of the fact that you are not alone. You are covered, protected, preserved, and it's not all up to you. Oh my goodness, if it's all up to you you will stress because then there's a whole pandemic happening. What are you going to do about it? They're like, for me, I have kids. Their school is going a certain way. And I want to see, I want to see progress there. I have a marriage and then I have a business. Then I have extended family. I have goals so much. And 
if you sit down and think it's all up to you, it will be a burden. You will live a life of stress, almost even going into depression because you'll be like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know how to handle this. It's a lot going on. A life of grace means you believe that God is involved in your affairs. It means you believe God is covering you and sustaining you. It means you are aware of it and therefore you don't act as if it's all up to you. Like I've said with the first point, this is really interconnected, right? Because a life of prayer usually takes you closer to God and then it you get to be so aware of the grace that covers you. You get aware of that the fact that you are supplied, you're supported, you are guided and stuff like that. And it helps you chill. It helps you make better decisions. And with all the things that I want to do this year, I know there's a lot. I can't think of me as the supply. I can't think of me as the center. I can't think of me as the foundation. I won't rest. And in the past, I've seen how I used to work, like eight to eight. I have kids, I have everything going on, but I still work hustle hard because I truly believe that how many clients I get into my business, how much I get to achieve, how my children do, how my marriage works, it's all up to me. And it's not. So living a life of grace for me is a peaceful way to live. It's a joyous way to live. Things can fall apart, but I'll not think, oh my goodness, they're falling apart. I don't have a solution for it. They can fall apart, but I'll know it's all working out for good. Really, I should have made the first three points one point because the next one is a life of rest. And I think it connects when you live a life of prayer, you live a life of grace, then you can live a life of rest. What does rest mean? It doesn't mean laziness. I used to see these scriptures in the Bible and think, oh, that's just laziness, <laughs> living a life of rest. Or grace means you just chill. No, rest is, again, connected to the grace in the, in the sense that you don't panic. Um, you can feel stressed, but you know that it's all waking up for my good. You can do your best and then play with your kids. You can do your best and then rejoice in what you have. You know how sometimes you're so focused about what you want. I want to get married. I want to get married. Oh, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. You don't even enjoy your present moment. That's not rest. So I know I have big goals and I know I'm going to do great things. I am on my path to the great things that I desire. But what do I do in the meantime? I do my best and then I enjoy what I've been granted. That to me is a life of rest. And Grace, rest, and prayer. That's like three different points. I separated them, but for me, I think they're all spiritual. They're all coming from the intimacy with God, and I'll just make them one point. But yeah, parts of one point. So since we've made those three points, one point, I'm going to call this point number two, which is focus. My ability to keep the first thing, the first thing, the main thing, the main thing. To know what is good and what is best. And to be willing to let go of the good so I can be in the best. Multiple opportunities arise as you walk in your purpose. And just because you have multiple opportunities doesn't mean you should indulge in all that. We have limited energy as people. We have limited everything. Limited resources. And therefore, if 10 good things come... They might be promising, but if you spread yourself thin like that, you're not going to see any traction. And I used to have a fear of missing out a lot. And I'll be like, that's a great opportunity. That's also a great opportunity. That's also a great opportunity. And I'll be like, I'll put a little bit in each one of those. And every opportunity will bring its own challenges. You end up being stressed because you're dealing with multiple challenges that you couldn't if you had just had the ability to focus. So I know for most creative, ambitious people, we have... 10 things that we want to achieve, but 
if you are just you, you don't have a team with you, and you don't have like a whole bunch of money in the bank, then you don't have the privilege of multiple things. Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to make traction and make progress. How? Focus. Focus. Even a simple thing, like saying, I want to have more focused weekends. My weekends will be focused on rest and family. That, that goes a long way. You have worked hard. You have done everything else in the weekdays and in the weekends you say rest and family. You know what that would do for you? It means that when somebody says we have a party, it's exciting and you're like, that sounds good. But you have a focus. This weekend is about rest and family. So you will let go of things that you could have wanted to do, but you know what's important. And it makes decision making easier. Because when you're sober, before those multiple opportunities came, you knew what was important. This weekend is about rest and family. And therefore, you stick to it. That's the power of focus. That's a simplified example. But if you look at everything you want to achieve in life, you could actually say, well, I want to get this certification for my promotion and that certification. And you could pursue all of them. But it won't really help you or you won't see much traction if you are pursuing different studies and doing all that. If you say, okay, this year or the first half of this year, I'm going to get my SCCA in place. I'm an accountant. So that's what comes to mind. I'm going to get my SCCA in place. And if by the middle of this year, you find that you haven't finished your SCCA, don't say, okay, now I'm adding something else. Just say, okay, I have to really finish this thing. You will see more, more progress in your life when you focus. And that's the strategy from my life this year. After the spiritual, I'm going to have to focus on what I have been guided or I have listed as important to me. And to me, family is super important this year. I really want to focus on my marriage this year. I love business. I love productivity. I love teaching. I love all these things. And I think sometimes in the busyness of that, I take care of my kids. I focus on my kids, but I don't really intentionally, I haven't really intentionally focused on my marriage. And that's something I want to do. That means there'll be some trade-offs I have to make with my time. And that's something I'm willing to do because it's something that I value. Let me add on that focus point. Why is it important to focus? Because a lot of things happening in this world want to influence you. And if you let them, they will. And that's not bad. Influence can be good. It can be positive. Where you're influenced to drive the things you're desiring. Like for me, I have a couple of people that I follow that influence my prayer life. I, I listen to them. I'm like, okay, I have to go pray. And that's good. But on the other hand, there's a lot of other influences that will try to take from you and distract you. And so when you focus, you can be able to say, okay, this influence is not helping me. And that's important, especially on social media. And our lifestyles have changed with social media and internet technology. And you should be able to say, I need to stop following this because it's not helping me. I need to stop being influenced into this direction because that's not where I'm going. You sit down and you're thinking, okay, this weekend is about rest and, and it's about my family and you see somebody's hiking and you're like, you know what, this weekend is about fitness now because you have allowed yourself to be influenced differently. So that's the gift of the power of focus. The other strategy for 2022 is service, serving, being a blessing. This is important because nobody becomes successful alone. If you look, think of any person who became successful without it being illegal, they were serving they were supporting others. They were helping meet a need. I was telling this to my son the other day. He was like, I want to be rich. I want to have lots of money so I can buy all the toys. And I'm like, well, what problem are you solving? And it's, it just sounds simple. But I explained it to him about solving a problem and people pay you for it. And people support you for it and stuff like that. And I, I forgot about it. And the other day he saw a guy who was setting up a bench 
um, down the road and he's selling little tomatoes, fish and stuff like that. And you know what he's saying? He's like, oh, mom, that guy is solving a problem. And that for me, I was like, I, I like that. He's already thinking that way. Like it, it was rooted in his mind and he saw it and he connected that that money is solving a problem. He will have money. And I'm like, exactly. So because making impact is important to me and that is connected to making income, then my priority has to be service. How can I make sure that what I'm doing is helping somebody? How can I be of service to the people God has placed in my life? I just want it to be like my focus, be a blessing. On the other hand, you reap what you sow. Where you, you invest is where you harvest. And so I want to be able to invest in so many people that God allows to bring into my way. Excellent service, excellent value addition to people so that I can then also later reap a reward from it. I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm planting. I better reap a reward from it. Not really, but I would just, that's the strategy in my business, in my family, whatever I'm going to do. I want to put others ahead of me and be like, I want to do the best to serve you. And I believe, according to all the principles I have been learning, that when you do that, good things come back to you. So it's, it's a win-win strategy. My other strategy for this year is the Word of God. And I have this mission where I want my opinions <laughs> to be replaced with the Word of God. Give me a minute to explain. Because everything that we say or... The opinions that we have, what we think, has come from somewhere. And it can come from family, upbringing, it can come from the movies you're watching and everything. And for such a huge chunk of my life, my opinions came from TV and pop culture and my idea of relationships, so lifestyle, friendships, fun, was from that. And my, my desire is to get really rooted, really focused. And if you look at any opinion in life, it shifts. What was a cool relationship when I was growing up in that culture, in the pop culture, is different from what is a cool relationship now. Now, if you are, your opinions are rooted in that, you will be confused because things are always changing. Fashion is always changing. What is cool is not going to be cool later. What is Progressive is not going to be progressive later. What is successful is not going to be successful later. And I found that the word of God is just solid. The Bible is solid. And so for me, my opinions haven't done me much good in the past. My opinions about marriage really were trying to destroy my marriage. My opinions about friendship really were selfish. So I have made up my mind. Let's say that, that I am going to replace my opinions with God's opinions. When my opinion... Does it contradicts God's word? I'm going to find out what God's word says, and that was going to be my new opinion. I want to be rooted. I want to be a person who leaves out what I say I believe. And so, like one one cool thing I'm doing right now is a challenge to read the whole Bible in 60 days. It's a plan I found on the Bible app. It's amazing, and there's such a beautiful overview of what God is doing and how God works that I find when I read the Bible like that. When I read like 15 chapters to 20 chapters a day. It's like normally how people read the Bible is, and how I used to read is like read a small chunk and then get into it, get soft into it. It's like you're, you're in a plane, but you're not, you have not taken off yet. So you, you get, you, everything looks big. So you get lost in one verse. But if you read a lot, a whole chunk, it's like you fly up high until you get an overview. You're like, oh, everything looks so much smaller. 
and everything like is in context. Oh, that's where the mountain is. That's where the river is. It makes so much sense. And I've been enjoying it. I think there's a place for getting deep into the word, but also there's a place for this over overview kind of reading. And I have been enjoying that. What it also does is that it fills my mind so much and it takes so much of my time, which I love because I want to take time away from social media to more time in the word and more meaningful things. So that has really helped in a big way. And how I saw that it was influencing me was when I had jokes. I was talk- talking with a friend. I was telling jokes. And my jokes were all about the Bible. They were all about the Old Testament. And I'm like, wait, I don't know anything else. Like, this is all I'm thinking about. And it was really refreshing for me because it just showed me that all that reading I was doing. Because sometimes you're reading so much and you're like, what is that reading? Is it making a difference? But it's like you're stuffing yourself with something. It becomes something that influences you. And because I have like 20 chapters to read, sometimes it's like, heavy and i'm like i can't be on social let me finish this before i get on social and so it's taking away from my social media time which is fantastic ultimately if you get the sense of it my 2022 is really going to be about me living out my faith it's really going to be about me practicing the things that i say i believe it's really going to be about me being okay with being separated for a season so that i can do the right things at the right time. It's really going to be about intention, self-control, discipline, the things that I love to talk about, but I want to just get really deeper into them. I believe that when I live my life this way, it allows me to enjoy the present whilst also keeping the first thing the first thing. It allows me to be grounded. I don't have to feel like I'm missing out on anything or what is happening around here, but I get to live my fullest potential every day. I get to really look into who I am becoming and really be focused on becoming that and really be focused on what matters to me and just be the best version of myself for what God has called me for. I don't know what your strategy is for 2022 or what you like about this what that I've shared. It's really just me sharing my process and I'm excited to really get into it as we go into this year. And so if you learned anything and loved anything, leave it in the comments. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like, share. It helps grow the channel and really just build a tribe of people that are focused on putting the main thing, the main thing, spiritual growth, impact, income, and living meaningful lives. Thank you for joining me. Check me out on Instagram, Facebook. Where else am I? I'm everywhere. I'm TikTok and everywhere. There are links in the description so that we can grow together and just have a great time whilst becoming the best version of ourselves. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me here on my Lane Audio Experience. Be sure to subscribe and share. And I can't wait to hang out again soon. All right? Okay. Bye-bye.